0: so a guy runs into my office and he says "Uh, I'm a wigwam I'm a teepee I'm a wigwam I'm a teepee I'm a wigwam I'm a teepee I say relax 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 you're too tense that's a classic
1: I love it (laughs) All right. you know what I'm so glad that's made it to the pod it took 10 years but it made it I'm so glad
0: (laughs) just needed a window just needed an opportunity (laughs) door to (laughs) walk through (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, just prepare to, uh... It'll be
0: great.
1: It'll be perfect Yeah, so just prepare to... Y'all motherf***ers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fine.
2: Uh,
0: with them? <laughs> that train is off the
2: track. I feel like you, you can't just, like, jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare
1: to. What the show needs is mm. more dogs and bears, <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in a Goodness.
0: Welcome, Pacers fans. You're listening to the Undebeatables, your semi weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 679. Coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm the doctor, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to discuss trades that happened, trades that may happen, and the first all-star vote in returns. All that, plus we'll answer an undegoogleable. Joining me this week are two of our analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First from Asheville, North Carolina. He's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles john
1: colson what is up pacer nation what is up undebeatables uh i can't uh remember how much i've appreciated a team that has scored this many points ever because i've never appreciated a team that has scored this many points ever that's deep
0: (laughs) (laughs) and from boise idaho out west it's our enforcer john harper
2: what's going on fellas happy
0: new year gosh
2: 2024 happy
0: new year 2024 it's crazy living in the future Mm -hmm. all right before we start the show just want to remind listeners that you guys can support the longest running podcast by heading over to patreon.com slash undepeatables and you can support our show for as little as a dollar a month All right, we're going to kick it off. A trade happened. We have ourselves a trade. O.G. Ananobi finally got moved uh, after years and years of speculation. He's been in more trade rumors, I think, than Miles Turner, which is uh, kind of a fun fact. yeah. Uh, So I think the trade was O.G. Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn, which are just two fantastic All these names are amazing. (laughs) They got traded to the Knicks in exchange for R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly and a second-round pick. Uh, Harper, who won this trade?
2: Well, it certainly looks so far like the Knicks won that one. They have looked Mm -hmm. really good since the trade, including a monster win over the 76ers. Their most lopsided win in over a year. They won 128-92 against the second best defense in the league while getting just four of 22 from Ananobi and Randall. Uh, So (laughs) they're playing really good ball. If you can win without your two best players playing well, uh, they've they've got something going on. So this appears to be an excited group. Um, They... Also, we're able to sign a three-year extension to Miles McBride, one of their elite mm-hmm. three-point shooters, along with Quentin Grimes. Steam all of a sudden, looks pretty darn dangerous. They did give up a lot, but early returns seem to be in Nick's favor. They got the best player in the trade, so.
1: Well, yeah, what do you mean by a lot? Like, I, I like uh, R.J. Barrett, and I think Quickly is a, is a good point guard. I think he's starting at this point for the Raptors. Um, and... Uh, 2024 second round pick, but they got OG Ananobi, right? He's one of the elite wing defenders in the league. And Grenady's not a super special offensive player, but I mean, this seems like the right amount to give up for that kind of. And, and also, you get Precious Achua, who's like a legitimate rotation big man. I think this is a steal for the Knicks. Oh, I was surprised that the price was, you know, what it
0: was, basically, given not only the league-wide interest in Ananobi you know he's been rumored you know to be traded for multiple first rounds etc um and uh Masai Ujiri, the GM of uh the Raptors is notoriously you know just will wait and wait and wait until he gets the right price although maybe he's learning his lesson because he did that with um Fred Van Vliet last year and just lost him for nothing so mm-hmm. uh or i guess he figures take a bird in the hand rather than uh two first round picks in the bush you know
2: <laughs> well uh you know emmanuel quickly 24 years old currently this season averaging 25 and five yeah rj barrett 23 years old averaging almost 16 7 and two these guys are very good basketball players yeah, I mean, for on sure. paper on paper they are better than O.G. and Anobi, right as yeah. far as output yeah. But again, OG is the best player on the trade because of his ability to play defense and knock down the three ball. It changes the geometry, of the court for them. He's just, he's a way good fit on that team. Sure.
0: Yeah. I think the fit is the thing that makes it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I think Toronto did just fine. I mean, I, Jerry tends to do a good job at his job. And I think he doesn't want to switch to full rebuild. Obviously. I think he got two really useful players. Now, are they actually good together? The Knicks didn't look that good with them. (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I
1: think everybody's argument was that uh, uh, Siakam and O.G.O. and Anobi and Scotty Barnes were all the same player, and Barrett and Quickly are different players. They are different players. He changes the geometry of his team, and they have a chance to make an impact now in in the Eastern Conference, uh, where they were just going to be a 500 team otherwise. You know, and... I, I think it's it's kind of one of those situations where both teams win. Um, I think the Knicks become a real threat, and um, I think the Raptors are happier with the way their team fits, even if they don't become a real threat.
0: Yeah, but, but so I guess that's my question surrounding it is I understand that Quickly and Barrett are both young, um, but how high does this raise the Raptors' ceiling? Like, I mean, what is quickly quickly is a solid 25 and five guys. We just heard, I mean, I mean, this, this kid is, I mean, no, no offense to 25 and five, but like that's in today's (laughs) in this year's NBA, those numbers aren't as impressive as they were in say 2005. You know what I mean? Sure.
1: So no, what I would say is that, uh, Scotty Barnes slides into a, you know, a more comfortable position. Siakam slides into a more comfortable four. Um, I think. I, I don't know. I, I think the lineup makes more sense. Going to win more games.
0: Oh, I mean, they didn't have a point guard before, so <laughs> at least now they have a point guard. So.
1: I think they had Dennis Schroeder, didn't they? Yeah, but well, but he got hurt. Yeah, didn't he? Um, I, okay. And also, yeah. they're going to trade Siakam <laughs> as well. Right. I mean, this is, this is C I has gone by the deadline. Correct. I mean, so that's what they're I think. They're going to build I, around Scotty I mean,
0: Barnes, RJ Barrett. That's right. So I think it's, a, they're, they are rebuilding. I think it's just a multiple step process. is what yeah. I think.
2: And I'm sure they would have liked the seven draft picks or whatever they right. thought they were getting out of this. But I just, sure. I don't think his market was really that as it seems like an outrageous price to pay for anybody. I mean, You
1: know, well, now it is what it is. Do you think the Pacers should have been in this? Do you think we needed an OG Ananobi? Well, we certainly need somebody that can play
0: defense. That'd be nice. But it, I I think from a front office perspective, our OG Ananobi is supposed to be Bruce Brown, right? Like, isn't that our guy that's supposed to be a three and D stopper guy?
1: Sure. (laughs) He's undersized for that. I mean, OG's just benched him. No, he's back in the starting. He was injured for a minute. Uh, He was benched temporarily. But uh, no, uh, so I did it. Unfortunately, because I'm a psychopath, uh, I did uh, some deep dive into the uh, lineups. Uh, Bruce Brown is in the top five of all of our three, four, and five men lineups um, as far as our plus points per game. Um, He's incredibly useful. Um, despite the fact that he's maybe been sort of a letdown for what we hoped he would be and for how much money we're spending on him. He tends to be a part of units that work together very well. Um, And um, I think we should be happy with, uh, with who he's been. When I look at this, this unit, I do wonder if um, we're going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. Um, You know, when you look at the kind of season that Halbert's having now granted he's young and you know we hope to have him do this for the next 10 years um do we feel like this is something special going on and we need to cash in because we have a lot of young talented kids and we've got all our draft picks um do we want to try to go out and buy a player that's gonna make a big difference and push us into a you know a contender status in the east or is it too soon?
2: I mean, I think we're always picking up the phone. So, I, I mean, I th- I would think we were buyers. I just didn't think that we have... We didn't have what Toronto wanted.
1: I mean, it only took R.J. Barrett and Quigley in a second we, round draft We don't have
2: two 20-5-5 and, five and five guys to trade them.
1: No, but we have two under 25-year-old kids plus a first round if we wanted to go get OG. Like, we could have given him uh, a knee smith and a nimhard and a, a first round draft pick
2: i, I think they preferred quickly in, in Barrett
0: sure. is, is, is my thinking i think we would have i think done. we would have had to given a mathron or a first round pick
2: and a first round pick
0: yeah probably both um so yeah i mean i guess the question is what what for what right what are we in the market to buy like or are we just out there for like whatever is the, the coolest
1: car on the lot? We're just gonna take that one. Well, I mean, I, I would think I would think that we would want a real impact because we have a ton of really useful players right now. And and when I look at our roster, I'm really excited about all of and they're all young as hell, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, you look at a Nimhart and 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 I've been looking at this kid and and I think we've we've always been thinking of him as. You know, we're going to trade T.J. McConnell. He'll be a backup point guard. But, you know, maybe he's the Meg Ryan of, uh, you know, uh, when Harry met Sally, right? Maybe he's been the love we've had all along. Like, maybe he is the starting shooting guard for our team, you know? We all thought it was Ben Matherin because he's got the dog in him. But, you know, Nimhar is a better passer, a more cerebral, better defender, um, you know, maybe we're holding too preciously to to mathron right um i assume that um isaiah jackson is going to be our antonio davis backup three or backup uh five four for the next five years but maybe he's just an athlete that we can move you know i mean there's a ton of guys on this roster that i really like that bring a ton of stuff to the table um so you're
0: still not getting at my question which is for what 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 hole do we need to fill?
1: So, uh, Carlisle the other day said the only people that give a damn about playing hard every uh, um, possession are Aaron Niesmith and TJ McConnell. That's what he called out on the team. And mm. are you building a team around those guys? No, of course not. <laughs> so, um, do you want to move guys that play hard for a talent? Do you want to say... These guys are out there. We're talking them up, and I'm going to go so you're out. Just saying, he's just he
2: just said that to push up their
1: value. No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. I I think those guys are culture creators for this team, and he was trying to make a point to the rest of his team. But my point is, if what we have right now is a collection of really solid guys, and they're all really young, and we could sit with this and try to figure out who's going to be the future of this team. You know, is it Jairus Walker? I mean, he, he in my mind, he's my future four, but maybe he never f- turns out, right? So what if you go out and get a really impactful three, four who plays defense? Okay, so you want Pascal Siakam.
2: Not really. Okay, then <laughs> you don't want Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> you just said defense and I said Kyle Kuzma, so. Do you want, I mean, other names that are out there? Maybe Deontay Murray? Deontay Murray? I can't say his name, so we can't get him.
1: Good call. No. Because, yeah, Uh, we can't do a whole podcast where you can't say his name.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Jeremy Grant, if you want to spend, you know, $100 million. No, that doesn't fit with us. Uh, He doesn't play defense either. I'd argue he fits fine. But I think the price would be high, and he's a lot to pay. Zach Levine is out there. I know you don't want him.
1: No, he didn't play defense.
2: He's capable of defense, but not when he's putting up 25 shots a night.
1: Right. Also, the Bulls are better since he's been injured, which is a problem because the Bulls aren't any good. Well, it's because he's Zach <laughs> Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter may be out there. I, I would take a Kevin Herter. I wouldn't give up a bunch for him, but I like Kevin okay. Herter. Okay.
2: So the most exciting player that we can talk you into at the trade deadline is Kevin Herter.
1: No, no. I. I um,
0: so the works, other name that's been... Bantied about is Paul George. <laughs> Ooh, that'd move him Which right off the, the list. If the traded for Paul George, I don't know what would, my brain would explode. <laughs> I don't know what I would
1: do. I, no, I, I don't, I don't think that Pritchard can do that to his fan base. I just don't. I would hope not. He would be. He knows Paul George. Too. He would be perfect, sort of on a basketball sense for this team. But I there's no part of me that wants a part of it. I think he would also destroy the locker room because he destroys everything that he touches. He also <laughs> misses all clutch shots and he thinks he's the best <laughs> player in the game. So yes, no, I don't want him on my team. And also would we stop doing the pod? Would we, or we would just do a pod where we burn the franchise down. I mean, how much would you hate it if we brought Paul- it Jeff?
0: would just be a recording of me throwing stuff against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like every week for like an hour <laughs>
1: I don't think I could. I, I don't know if I could do it. I I, I would do it. I would I just never, ever
2: mention him. I'd just pretend like it never happened, and it would be weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we just, like, talk about the four guys on the floor and not him. <laughs> exactly. I I mean, we he's not allowed to be. He's permanently banned from uh, Colson's top 25 already. Like, I mean, I don't. That's right. But if he came back. But then if he came back, God. you'd be testing all the rules, you know?
0: Be crazy. I, if
2: this happens, You would break this I, pot, it would definitely break your list. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, so here's what I'm getting, Colson. You say that we're buyers, but you don't want anybody is what I'm getting from you.
1: Well, no. I, look, I, I really like all our guys, but I do wonder if there's a bunch of guys that are doing a lot of great things right now, and you could package them for something good. Like, I think LeBron James would be great for our team right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I think he'd be a phenomenal 3-4 for us. <laughs> um, and I think that if we put together a package... I mean, he saw uh, how good
0: Halliburton was. No, you know, I, th- I think person, uh,
1: right? uh, uh, Lakers would listen, you know? we put some, you know, and Neesmith, and uh, Isaiah Jackson with a couple of draft picks and, you know, call it a day.
2: I mean, that Lakers team, boy, they'd be ready to win a championship then.
1: <laughs> I, But, you know, uh, uh, Durant, you know? the killer on this team. Okay,
2: okay. What do
1: you think, Jason?
0: I think that this is a, a season where we just stay put. I don't think we're buyers or sellers at this trade deadline. I, l- I like the dynamic on this team. I like that it's becoming clearly a Tyrese Halliburton-led culture, that you know he is the guy, and going forward, people are going to want to play with him and around him. And I think that there's too many question marks. I think that we don't know what Nimhard or Neesmith or Matherin or, you know, the rookies are going to be. And so let's just be patient right now. I don't, you know, since there's nobody out there that is an easy answer, there's not even a position out there that's an easy answer to The question that I asked you, which is, "What do you want?" Right? Well, I mean, what would make this team complete? Is Siakam the
1: answer? Is that the answer? No, I
2: thought Ananobi was kind of the
1: answer. I thought he was too. A three-four who Uh, plays defense, who can slash, but I mean, he shoots crap from the three-point range, and we like to shoot three-pointers. But uh, he'll hmm. shoot
2: better when he's wide open. That's true. But it doesn't matter. That ship has certainly
0: sailed. But is he like? How much better is Ananobi than Aaron Niesmith?
1: A step better. I think he's at least like is 20, Ananobi he's, he's at whatever he's gonna better.
0: make. What is so he's a expiring guy too, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to pay him next. Oh year, yeah, right? I don't want to do that. You're right. And you'd have to pay him thirty million dollars or something like that. So is OG Anan, Would you rather have OG Ananobi at thirty or Aaron Niesmith for ten? for the next three years,
1: right? Uh, the the answer is Neesmith. I, I love that guy. I love his motor. I love how hard he plays. But OG is physically better, but he's not as good a three-point yeah. shooter.
2: I mean, Neesmith, the thing about Neesmith is he can turn it on. And when he does, he's incredible. But he just, you can't maintain that level of effort, you know, 30 minutes a night, 82
0: games. Well, I we're
1: putting just, him on, we're putting him on, you know, um, LeBron James. We're putting him on... Yeah. That's what know. I'm saying, and 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 and, and, it's, a and it's a it's
0: combo. a problem.
1: Yeah, and and whereas you know Anobi has a more physically able to do those things, right?
2: I mean, I I think mean, I think he's I, would more argue of the, this I think quite a bit better. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it's a hard question to answer because I think at the the pace that we play, I don't know that Anobi can do that. Mm. I don't know that he can do it for a hundred possessions a night. He can do it yeah, for eighty, fair. right? Which is what every other team plays. But for 100 possessions a night, I think everybody's going to have a hard time with that. And I think Nismith does it amazingly well. Oh,
1: I love Nesmith. Yeah. Outside of, uh, you know, Halliburton, he's been uh, the MVP of the season. He just shows up every night. He guards the best player. He keeps hitting three-point shots. He's been absolutely incredible. Um, I really
0: do have a fear, though, that, like, uh, next year, around game 60, he's just going to fall apart. <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like one of those running backs in the NFL, like it's three hundred carries a year and he's just gonna be like, Oh, I'm done. My knees are gone. Yeah.
2: I just I also think Ananobi is ultimately pretty overrated. Like this whole process has just driven his stock up in a weird way. I agree. That I don't think is justified by the numbers at all. I mean, his P E R is like thirteen. Like mm. he's not yeah. this incredible superstar. He's not that. And he's in a contract year and he's averaging you know, whatever. Thirteen points. Oh, I thought it was at least sixteen. He's only thirteen. For the season, he's at fifteen. Yeah. Okay. So 15, four, and two and a half, right? Oh, like, man. I just, I think if you could have got him for the right price, it's great. But I just, I think a stock went through the ceiling, and I, and I'm with you for, for what it is. Smith is a known quantity. He plays hard. He fits with our team. I, you know, he's just not as
0: tall max or as big. <laughs> you know, I
1: mean, Yeah.
0: And I mean, so I just don't see the move that's going to take us from, you know, the fifth or sixth seed, fifth, sixth or seventh seed in the East to the second or third seed. I just don't see that move out there right now. And so that being the case, I don't know what is the, the rush to... Buy anything. So, yeah, just I, mean, say, I agree. I don't
2: think I don't think anyone feels like their hand is forced, right? I mean, no. if the right thing comes along, I think you pull the trigger. Sure. You know, yeah. maybe we want a Boyan back. You know, it doesn't seem like Detroit wants to deal, but you know, maybe they do end up getting Siakam, and maybe all of a sudden Boyan on the table for us. Maybe that's something that happens.
1: I, I would love a Boyan.
2: Honestly. I know you would love a Boyan. That
1: is the one Boyan. person. He would shoot like
2: sixty percent from the. I know, for us. and he would, <laughs> he would he would he would play amazing
1: defense and. He would, he would play just work his old butt man off.
2: defense is what he would do.
1: Okay. He would play good team defense and he could play, he could, he could stop you in a post-up. But,
0: but I mean, it's something like that. Somebody with veteran chops. <clears> uh, is, <clears> is that his young still out there he retired? Yeah, I don't know. At the same time, like I kind of want all of these guys, I kind of want to see what all of these guys are under the bright lights of a playoff series. Yeah. Before I make it, haven't any we decisions seen some of
1: anybody. that already with the big?
0: Uh, We've seen a little bit uh, of that, right? Yeah. In the in season tournament.
1: And we right? showed very well. Yeah.
0: And so I want to see. I mean, I wanna see do, a little bit do more.
1: I want to trade a buddy heel? He's streaky as hell, but man, is he just an automatic bucket when he's going? Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, everybody on this team has been, you know, Obi Toppin is a better passer than I thought and just tougher and, a, you know, great above the rim player. I. I love all the guys on the squad and they're all showing up at certain moments when they don't seem to give a shit about defense. We lose a lot of games when they give a little bit of a shit, we win a lot of games, you know? And, and so if that's just the maturation process, this team could be very, very, very good. Um, Either at the end of the season or entering next season. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a big hurry to move any of these guys, I just think it's useful to think about: Are these guys too precious to us? Because maybe they're not the things we thought they were going to be.
0: So, I mean, yeah, Mathurin's is too precious to me. And am I offended when people throw his name into trade rumors? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that probably a fault of mine? Sure.
1: I think he has a very special quality. Is he? Yep. Flawed well, he, does, but he also right has now? the
2: most trade upside of everyone not named Halliburton, most likely. That is true. Yeah. That is true.
1: But he- is he flawed? Yes. Is he twenty? Yeah, and also, is he, yeah, also does he have one, that that quantity that that's unknown that could be, you know, a that really quantity that's could he be could he be Anthony Edwards in three years maybe? No, I mean probably not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The same kind of guy <laughs> that's that not his cop, but but, but it has poor
0: to, man's Anthony Edwards. Well,
1: poor man's Anthony Edwards would be fantastic on this squad. You yeah. know, that's all I'm saying. Sure. Yeah,
2: I just. When I say that we're in a buyer's market, I think that, like I said, we're always taking up the phone and for the right deal. You pull the trigger because we've got a, more talent than we can reasonably. Like there are guys on this minute on this team who would get more minutes on different teams, mm-hmm. right? I just sure. that's a truth. Does Rick Carlisle love having this much talent and that much competition at practice and in the locker room and you know at, every night at the at the arena? Absolutely, he does. Right. This is great for a coach, but ultimately. As these guys grow, you know, we're probably going to have to shed some of the talent. I agree, Jason, it's probably not this year, but I, you know, I get a little bit nervous around the trade deadline when I like a team this much. Right.
0: Totally. Right. Yeah. And maybe I, maybe I'm feeling the same way that I've been burned in the past with a team that just had good vibes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you shake things up and it's falls apart. These are human (laughs) beings, right? Like, um, I think that, I think with Halliburton at the helm, like we're, gonna be resistant to a lot of um potential shakeups, but if the wrong guy leaves then it's you know who knows it takes a while to adjust especially like i mean i guess the trade deadlines what in a couple weeks or something it's earlier than it used to be i know yeah. that but a few weeks um you know we're right in the middle of like this horrendous stretch of basketball and then to have to i mean opponent wise mm-hmm. as it were and then you know, to have to integrate
1: somebody else's—that's a lot. If we just to got done integrating team.
2: James Johnson, we know he's
1: untouchable. <laughs> that's so. right. Well, uh, you know, Miles Turner did say that uh, you know this is uh, you know the best vibes and the most unselfish basketball team he's been on, and he's our longest-tenured pacer. He was also part of those those great teams under Nate McMillan with Oladipo that I cared great about uh, a great deal about that seemed to care about sharing the ball and doing the right things. Um, mm-hmm. that, that matters. His perspective matters. Um, if if the vibes are this good, yeah, I wouldn't go ahead and make a trade for mixing it up's sake. I would make the trade if you clearly are going to get somebody that a difference maker that you can hold on for the future. And that doesn't seem to be out there. Of course, uh, right. Pritchard knows better. Who <laughs> Turns those out those people are. really want to hold on to those guys.
0: That are- yeah turns out D- difference makers and will be for the next that's few why years. uh
1: you know even though lebron james would be great on the pacers he's probably not available
0: mm.
1: until we draft Bronny. that's right that's right which we're still gonna do we still got that
0: so uh the first uh fan returns for all star voting came back and guess who is the number one vote getter in the eastern conference amongst guards uh oh, I know. <laughs> uh Trey Young. Negative. Tyrese Halliburton, my friend.
1: What?
0: Burt. One point three one point four million votes es- essentially. Uh way ahead of Damian Lillard in second place at nine fifty five. Nine hundred and fifty five thousand. And Trey Young, uh eight seventy three. So He's got uh, almost as
2: many as as many as Stephen Curry in the West. Yes.
1: Wow that's freaking crazy It's incredible I mean he's really good Yeah um, He's doing stuff that people haven't seen in a long time With assists and with shooting We're very lucky To have this man but I just didn't think the rest Of the I didn't think the fans Would understand this This is fantastic oh, He's so lovable He's, so lovable. he's, he's got scared. the Halliburton hop Oh yeah
2: yeah. Shout out NBA uh, in season tournament. It did uh, wonders whoa. for the all star voting
0: here.
1: Wonders for the franchise for sure. Yeah. Uh, all
0: right. Leading vote getters in the Western Conference front court. Ooh, let me uh, guess. LeBron James. Okay. LeBron, LeBron James. <laughs> That's Kevin not true. I guess, I'm sure, right? Yep. Jokic. Nailed it. Uh, Dontich. Uh, well, he's
1: a guard, but yeah. He's a guard? He's, seen, he's guard, like 6'9, 250. He plays uh, Magic point Johnson was very want? large, too. Okay. Fair stop him from <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Um, Women hmm.
0: Yama. Women Yama down at eighth. Wimben I got to practice thing his
1: name. Anthony Davis.
0: Yep. Nailed it. Wow. You have the top four. That's all the big men West, I know. Westcourt. <laughs> and then uh, I do a and That's all I know. Your boy PG. Albrin uh, Shingun. My, my boy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, your boy. You were just uh, lobbying for, us to for him. I, I was. I think I
1: did do that.
0: Holmgren and Carl Anthony Towns. Guards in the Western Conference. The aforementioned Luka Doncic. Steph Curry. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Jimmy Harden. What? Oh. Kyrie Irving. Somehow, still oh. ridiculous amounts of votes. More than Anthony Edwards obviously deserved. And then Job Morant, De'Aaron Fox, Clay Thompson, and Austin Reeves, and out the guards in the Western Conference. In the East, top foot getter.
1: Enter uh, the Nailed it. Uh, I think we're doing an Embiid. Yep. Oh gosh, uh, I'm doing uh, uh, Jason Tatum. One. Uh we're doing a Jalen Green, maybe. Oh, no. Jalen
0: Brown? Jalen. Different color. Oh yeah, Jalen Brown.
1: Sorry. There's a color.
2: <laughs> Jalen Green. He's five. One guy in front of him. Uh oh gosh. Great hair pictures last year in the offseason. Oh,
1: Jimmy Butler.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. All right. That's all uh, I got. Then bam. Oh, bam. Michael Bridges. I, uh porcingas kuzma and ben ben caro yeah
2: ben caro getting hosed right he's there Small
0: market. I,
1: mean, I mean he's so good and the magic are good
0: yeah he's. and good. then we mentioned uh yeah halliburton uh top guard get folk getter lillard trey young donovan mitchell tyrese Maxey, jalen brunson lamella Ball for some reason. How's How's Brunson Derek not in the lead with the big market New York Knicks? DeMar DeRozan and Drew Holiday, because New York fans watch basketball. They know
1: <laughs> that he's not as good as Halliburton. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out New York Knicks fans. Shout out. Never done yeah, it before. I'll never off. do it there again. There's
2: nobody in the front court either.
0: <laughs> so so far, this all makes sense to me, right? The only guy that's kind of getting shafted, I would say, is Shea Gilders Alexander.
1: Who's the best who is the best guard having maybe?
0: an MVP level season yeah. and probably won't start the All Star game because yeah, of, uh, but, uh, Luka and Steph. Because Luka Doncic is a guard. Yeah. Basically. Luka and Steph are real good and you know. Yeah.
2: Voting's yeah. voting. Yeah.
0: What you going to do? What you going to do when they come uh, to you? <laughs> bad boys bad boys some of these guys are putting up ridiculous numbers uh one of which is uh joel embiid who is currently averaging 34.6 points per game which is leading the league uh and 11.8 rebounds which is fifth in the league uh he's got to be up there in blocks as well where is he in blocks well, he's actually not there. Tenth in blocks, only ten. Uh, two,
1: two <laughs> a game. Yeah, two a game.
2: I w- he, he still gets elite rim protector status in my book.
1: Well, and also it's his uh, career high in assists. Correct? Is that yeah. right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is, he's but it's his career high.
2: At uh, six. Yeah.
1: So yeah. His, that'd that'd be that'd
2: be so he's, he's been four point two the last two years. So yeah. that's, I mean So it's a fifty yeah. percent jump.
1: Yeah, he's essentially thirty five. Twelve and six, <laughs> like that's just insane. And one and fifty-three
0: percent shooting, and eighty-eight percent uh, eight, shooting from yeah. As we
1: say, he's almost ninety percent from the line.
0: And he gets there like a ridiculous amount of times per game. Where yeah. you go, he gets there almost twelve times a game.
2: So. And his effective field goal position uh, percentage is fifty-six percent. So
0: wait, yeah. Last year, so was is 57. he headed for? Uh, <laughs> Back-to-back MVPs this year?
2: I mean, if he can get that effective field goal percentage back up to 57, we're supposed to be. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Uh,
1: There was... I was was listening to something. It was probably Bill Simmons. uh, But he was saying that uh, Shaq's MVP season was essentially the same, but he was scoring four or five points less a game. Shaq was. Um, Mm -hmm. And the difference was the free throw shooting because Shaq just couldn't hit free throws and it beats hitting almost 90%. And it's like, that's five or six points a game. And it's just a huge difference on um, how you dominate this game. Um, no matter how dominant you are in the paint, if you can, you know, if when you get the harm, you can also hit the hoop, you know, whatever, or get the, the free throws for sure. I mean, as, and down the stretch of a game, you know, not afraid to get fouled, <clears throat> Pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was a fan of Jokic last year just because of the Embiid sitting during that head to header that they had late in the year. Um, you know, Halliburton with Halliburton's incredible season, he's responsible for like the second most percentage of his team's points. The number one guy is, of course, Jokic again, who hmm. is having yet another incredible season. He's averaging 26 12 9 in one <laughs> and one. <laughs> so, uh, his, af- almost his effective field goal percentage is almost 60%, mm.
1: um,
2: which is actually a large downtick from the 66% he was at last year. Mm. So, he could potentially see some improvement there as the season goes on. Guy is very, very good, and I think I would still have him as my front runner, but not by a great deal. I mean, if Embiid does end up setting some crazy scoring record and gets his 65 games in, it's going to be hard to keep it out of his hands. It's well, gigantic, that's, gigantic mm. mid-hands.
1: That's a good reminder to the listeners, Harper, that uh, they've implemented a new rule that to be um, eligible for any of the end-of-the-year awards as well as the NBA, um, <clears throat> all, all NBA teams, you have to play at least 65 games. Um, and Embiid has already missed 10 games, is that correct?
2: He's played 27 so far this year. Jokic has 36 tallied.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, MV's running out of games to miss to keep that 65 game mark.
2: And, and I mean, ultimately, if you're a Sixers fan or coach or front office employee, the more important thing here is going to be the playoff run. If you need sure. to sit this guy to get him rest, to get him fresh. You know, I'm sure he really wants that
1: MVP award, but he's already got one on the mantle. He's got one. And and I think the Sixers have something really special going with them with uh, the way that uh, Tyrese Maxey is playing and playing off of Embiid. Um, God, he just, like, turned into, like, a good James Harden somehow. He really did. Yeah. Basically, they were just all waiting for James Harden to leave so that they could just be a good <laughs> basketball team. It was pretty amazing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, they just—they really need some postseason success. I, as much as I'm not a Philly or really even an Embiid fan, not because he's not hilarious, because he is, just because I hate watching free throws all day. But, sure. Um, they—they just—they really need some postseason success to keep that to appease that fan base because it sucks to see a great player like that you know, wasting his prime.
1: Sure. Yeah, we're talking about one of the great big man seasons ever right now, uh, coming off an MVP season. You know, you want, you want to see a deep playoff run, if not a, a finals appearance. Because, uh, you know, the greatest big men usually do that. And it's how it used to be. Yeah, you don't want to waste that.
0: No. Uh, the other guy out there that's doing I mean, there's a lot of guys who are doing amazing stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, Luka Doncic thrown throwing up 33.7 points a game, 8.3 rebounds, and 9.3 assists. And the Mavericks are actually doing all right yeah, this year. And he's like the only they, player on the team. No. Yeah. They're <laughs> currently twenty-one and fifteen excuse me, sixth in the uh Western Conference.
1: Uh Jason, without looking at the uh, uh box score or the um uh the roster, can you name another Maverick? I mean Kyrie okay. Irving. Okay, but my he boy. doesn't play for them. He doesn't count. Uh he doesn't count. He doesn't hardly play for has he played how many games has he played this season? That would make you look All at the right, box score. This, uh Harper, I'm just... you should look at it. But I, it's not very many. <laughs> he's hardly played. Uh does Hardaway Jr. still play for them? Uh yes. I don't think so. I think he's on a different team. Hmm. I'm making that up. I have no idea. Yeah, he's you, nobody high. can name anybody. Uh uh Derek Lively <laughs> is their is their uh rookie center. I know that. Yeah, who's their second leading scorer? That would be a good. Okay. Choice. Um, Dwight Powell. I'm just making stuff up. I don't know. Wow. Let's uh, see. Jason
2: knows. He? he just doesn't know he knows.
0: Uh, second leading scorer, Maxi Kleber. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good guess. So after the
2: non-existent Kyrie Irving, who has played 20 games for them, oh, okay. Tim Hardaway Jr.
0: Ah.
1: Hey, okay, there, there we
2: go. go. He's played in 33 but only started four, but he's averaging 17 and a half points a game. And then uh, Derek Jones Jr. Maxi Kleber Oof, boy. Ooh, boy. He's, nah, he's, yeah. he's only played five <laughs> games. he's only played five games. That was not. I wait, wait, was wait, a good? I thought it was a, a bad guess, actually than that.
1: on the team. That was well yeah. done, sir.
2: Yeah. <clears> 3.4 points is not a lot.
1: I just like I said, this is not I mean this feels like a Sort of the Dirk Nowitzki team, where you take a bunch of role players all the way to the championship. Luca's playing real special right now.
2: Oh, they're not going to a championship.
1: I mean, but I'm saying this is how the team is built, you know, around one guy. There's not a lot of special other guys. Kyrie is a, more of a distraction than a helper. His usage rate is 36%. Pretty so. And Pretty the other guy you mentioned. It.
2: SGA having an incredible season. Mm-hmm. He is at thirty one and a half points a game. Unbelievable. Six boards, six point four assists, leading the league at two point four steals per game.
1: Mm. Pretty, pretty good. <clears throat> and the Thunder are actually really good.
2: Yeah. It doesn't help that they have arguably the front runner for the Roy as well and Shed Holmgren.
1: So he's like yeah. he's like Shout seven six, right? And he just does whatever he wants. Very very large. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> women yama before women yamba, or at the same time as women right, yamba, exact <laughs> same time as women yamba, and doing it better.
0: <laughs> All right. So something to keep an eye on as the season goes along. Well, Just amazing uh, guys doing amazing they're,
1: things. They're, they're, you know, um, offense is off the charts this season in the NBA. Um, I think part of it is the pace of the game uh, because everybody gets to play the Pacers at least once so you're going (laughs) to score a lot of points (laughs) but I do think it's the the phenomenal talent right now in the NBA it's just really it's a really uh, wonderful time to be an NBA fan some really special players out there used to be nobody could shoot a you know a shot from the logo and now everybody can do it even centers yeah. can do it.
2: <laughs> I mean, back in the day, if you had one superstar, you were lucky, and that was maybe enough. And now, if you don't have three, you it's really don't enough. have it. You exactly. really don't have a chance.
0: That's totally true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of amazing, uh, let's try to answer an undegoogleable. Oh, that
1: was quite the buildup. That was a, that was a lot of <laughs> pressure. now. <laughs> I heard you had a really good well, one. Well, I do have a good one. I I was I was uh, at the bar the other day, and uh, somebody used a phrase that I've heard many times before, uh, but I hadn't thought about in years. Um, and they said, "Let's skedaddle." Hmm. Let's skedaddle. Let's get out of here. Make like a tree and leave. Yeah, and and that's that's how. I, Let's skedaddle, and I went, "What the heck is the?" The origin of that? Where does it come from? Is it a shortening of something? Is it? I, I just, I, I kind of, I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like, I can't. I got no. I got nothing. And so I'm going to go to my, um, you know, my smartest friends in the world, and say, uh, uh, what is the origin uh, and the meaning of the phrase skedaddle? Well, the meaning you got it. Let's, let's, let's get the heck let's out, get out of here, and out here fast. fast. Yeah. I would say. We're skedaddling.
0: How do you spell skedaddle? So um, so,
1: yeah, I spelled it in my app as S-K-E-D-A-D-D-L-E. I don't know if that's true.
2: That is also how I was going to spell it, which is sort of a strange construction.
1: Or it could be S. I would have thrown an extra E in it. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. now that I look at it, it, I did do two E's. Skedaddle. So S-K-E-E-D-A-D-D-L-E is how I wrote it down. Because otherwise, it's skedaddle as opposed to ski-daddle.
2: I say skid, I say skedaddle. Skedaddle. It's like a I say skedaddle as well. I
1: say so ski Let's ski-daddle. I, I don't. I got nothing. What do you got with this? What? What? What, what is this? What is this? Is this uniquely uh, American? Is this? Uh, oh, this feels very
2: uniquely American to me. Yeah.
1: Does this feel uh, this, southern? This to me is.
0: Autopia for the sound yeah. of um cartoons when they run away
2: that's exactly what I was thinking of it's yep. got to be some kind of weird automatopia Autopia spell that one for me Colson
1: ooh boy I will not try um, <laughs> I did I did wonder if it was even though I spelled it the way I spelled it I wonder if there was some connection to skiing. I wonder if there was some connection to skeet shooting or to... daddling, Or to uh, (laughs) ski ball. I doubt it.
0: Ski ball is another interesting one, though. Mm. Why is it called that? But when do you think people started using the word skedaddle? I assume
1: this is a phrase from the... um, I'm thinking like the 18... No, no. I'm gonna go. with this is a flapper phrase. I'm gonna go with like the 1920s. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Roaring 20s. Is I, it, I
2: think. It's one of those things. Like I feel like it hit its like max popularity in like the 50s.
1: Okay. But, like, yeah, it's probably sure. from the 20s. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, but I, I, I will say that I, <clears throat> I'm, 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 I'm. There's some part of me that thinks it's like late 1800s, um, mm. some sort of southern phrase about. Um, shooting ducks or something. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, and then somehow it turns into something else. We got to get out of here quickly because we're so. Oh, I could buy that. Yeah. I could buy that. I could also buy
0: frontiers. Yeah, you know, like uh, frontiersmen. Like we're on movie. a
1: horse and we're skedaddling, mm-hmm.
2: skedaddle. One of my favorite words of all time is absquatulate.
1: Hmm. I don't know means... what that means.
2: It, it just means to, like, abscond, mm, to, like, okay, take yeah. off surreptitiously. But, like, the, the origin of the word was just, like, a bunch of frontiersmen sound, sound, trying to sound all smart-like. <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they made up this ridiculous word to sound fancy, and it's it's hilarious. I feel like skedaddle may have, uh, maybe, maybe well, that no, falls I do, to a similar
1: guy. Right. Now, now that we're talking about it, I do feel like there's some sort of Western, you know, it, like, feels, it feels
2: like something a cowboy would say. Yeah.
1: Let's skedaddle. Let's skedaddle. And then you hit you hit your horse on the rear and you get out of there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, uh, so can we come up with, because uh, I feel like this is a, it's like one of those words that you smash together. I feel like there were multiple words. It, it feels very colloquial. Is there a way that, that we could, you know, dilly-daddle, I don't know, I'm trying to.
2: The only thing that even kind of like fits is dawdle, but that's like the opposite,
1: right? So so that's why we're skiing it, (laughs) ski dawdling, ski dawdling. Ski is
0: kind of close to speed, skied, speed. I don't know, that's that's a stretch.
1: I, I feel like we're uh, we got nothing here. Um, you know, and this is this is uh, America looks to us for for better guesses than this. I, I wouldn't say we got nothing. We we
0: we have said it's probably a either a frontiersy thing from the 19th century or flappers in the roaring twenties, or a prohibition maybe leaving we got a uh, gin joints <laughs> see,
1: and saying yeah, let's skedaddle. All right. Um, does it? Does anybody disagree? Is that Shakespeare? Anybody? Ooh, yeah, I
2: don't think I'm out on Shakespeare for this one, which probably oh, means no, it's Shakespeare. Yeah. Horse racing, falconry. Is there a
1: chance that it's British in any way? I feel like it sounds kind I of. I feel British like it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this,
2: it's like
1: <laughs> Nordic. I mean, honestly, I, was that the your British accent or was that your Nordic accent? Because like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Nordic? either. Yeah, it's, yeah.
2: So that, that the the R- only reason why R- I was R- kind of R- thinking Nordic was because the S K construction, like mm-hmm, the S sure. K yeah. combination, is which like we just Nordic made
1: up, right? I'm sorry, we just made up the spelling. It could be we just decided mm, it was. I'm pretty solid. Read uh, it. I feel like I've seen yeah, it. I've seen spelled it, yeah. that way. Yeah,
2: I have one e, but otherwise we are all on the same page.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay early return, say, mid-19th century origin unknown. Meaning to run away quickly. According mm. to
2: my robot overlord, Bard.
0: According to Google, uh, peaked around 1865 or so. Then a trough until the 20s, I would say. And, uh, now it's back. It's close to the peak now.
1: Actually.
0: Oh, nice.
2: So according to Bard, the there are four leading theories for its origin. The most evidence points to the American Civil War. It gained prominence mm. in military context around 1861 and rapidly entered general use. The timing suggests it may have arisen in the specific dialect of soldiers or camp followers. Two is the British dialect. Uh, there is a mm. word scattle, meaning to run off in a fright. Uh, this term stems from Middle English adjective scattle, meaning wild, timid, skittish. Scandinavian influence, and finally ancient Greek. Ooh, I Scapple. like that. Apple. <clears throat> Is that matching? Just, did my robot overlord get that right? Based on what you're saying, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm not seeing ancient Greek. Well, they they uh, comb the same internet that I'm. <laughs> reading.
2: They've illegally combed the same internet as you. As you have. <laughs> So skedasis Uh, or skedasmos, both meaning scattering or dispersion. Uh, But again, it's fourth on the list for the Greek and uh, tentative, lacks strong support.
0: Possibly ancient Greek, yeah. Skedasmos. Dispersion.
2: I mean, we've got 19th century. Likely, maybe not frontiersy, but civil war-y.
1: Okay. Pretty close. Yeah, we're closey. If that's the...
2: That's the most, uh, it looks like the strongest link. So I'm going to say we nailed it like we always do.
0: Earliest recorded use of skedaddle is in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. Newspaper, The Agitator. On 12th January, 1860. It appears in a humorous story about a traveler who arrives in a town shortly after a steamboat, the Franklin, suffered a boiler explosion with many casualties mistakenly thinking that he was on the boat what, what the townspeople are solicitous and go out of their way to make sure he is well and that he has all he needs. Where did you find yourself after the explosion <laughs> in a flatboat says I <laughs> how far from the Franklin says he why says I I never see her, but I as nigh as I can guess. About three hundred and seventy-five miles. You ought to. You oughter seen her that you That's hard to say. You utter seen that gang skedaddle.
2: Well, that is some strong okay.
1: dialect. Do you have? Yeah, that was well done, and your pronunciation and dialect. <laughs> um. So, th- uh, you've got this uh, here, um, originally from skedaddle. Um and uh, reprinted in the in northern newspapers in 1859 representing Hoosier speech. Hmm. Uh yeah, no, uh, I've seen that. Where is that? It one? is uh I am on etamaline.com, etamaline.com. Uh <laughs> It has no connection to the English uh dialect with means to spill or to scatter, but in fact um instead the enlargement of scattle, scare, or frighten. They
2: seem awfully confident when no one else is. I wonder what inside information Ed Emmeline has that the rest of these people don't.
0: Uh, Uh, I like this uh, from uh, an, uh, an Irish writer, Edward Keneally, in A New Pantomime. An exchange of insults. Bow-legged boozer, ape, apostate, chicken-hearted maffler, grub, numbskull, slanderer, base-skedaddler. Dare you thus, a lady snub? I like that a lot. So it seems like Civil warish.
1: Okay. Yeah. I feel good about that.
2: So Jonathan Green yep. in the Castle Dictionary of Slang suggests that the Civil War transfer of the word... The U.S. was quote through the image of blood and corpses being thus spilled and scattered on the battlefield before the flight of a demoralized army.
1: Oh my God! Dark. It, that it usually gets the Google. Yeah, yeah, it always gets dark. Usually, some someone died. <laughs> many, many people so, died. So much child. Death. So much child death on this thing. <laughs> so many childhoods.
0: all right well uh if you have a different origin story for skedaddle send it our way um thank you for listening you can do so uh on twitter at undebeatables uh we're on facebook.com slash the undebeatables you could send us an email shout out at the undebeatables.com or you could go to our website the undebeatables.com and use the contact form there it's a good way to remain anonymous if you have some really insider skedaddle <laughs> tips you don't want us to know about them. While you're there, though, after you send the, the message through the contact form, click on over to the merch set, merch page and uh,
1: get yourself a t-shirt. For the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby S. Leonard, turn out the lights. The party is over was that a
0: robot yeah that was that was too misfiring my, no
1: that was to my <laughs> robot overlords ah, they're coming okay. quickly i'm trying to speak directly to them
0: should we preemptively prepare a, a lawsuit to sue OpenAI for when we find out that the next generation of chatbot that's like audio has scraped our podcast.
2: I'm quite sure it's already scraped something. Yeah,
0: what are you talking about? Yeah, based on... No, I know, but they haven't released the thing yet, so we don't know that it happened, right? Oh, we know. We know.
2: (laughs) We we, We need to sue now so that we can get discovery. We need to see the docs.
0: Okay, gotcha. So, Jason... Are you our right, lawyer? Let's get our lawyers on it. <laughs> I'll find it. I'm in, I'm in the, the mm. D.C. area. I'll swing a cat and find a couple of yeah, lawyers. Yeah, exactly.
2: Just walk over to K Street. There'll be 40. 1,000. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Colson is Coulson now is deep in thought.
2: Yeah what, what rabbit hole skedaddling I'm kidding, what I'm, rabbit I'm, hole I'm, I'm
1: still skedaddle's still throwing me off man I'm just like
2: are you you're upset your your completionist itch has not been scratched I know it's I was, an I to, unknown etymology
1: yeah I wanted more I mean whatever I guess that's what a lot of sometimes there's a more satisfying answer I mean I agree this was a very non yeah, I thought it was we, gonna be good we get quite a few ideas. I got excited about it and that's I, I had fun uh, had fun.
2: That's the definition of good.
1: Okay, good. Correct. So, right.
2: under-googleable.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to, like, do a lot of research on skedaddle, and then I'll come back to you later.
2: And we did hit on, like, all, like three of the four potential routes for it. We definitely did. We Scandinavian, did. British, and, you know, American West.
1: We only got uh, Scandinavian because you did a bad accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is you need more bad accents in the show to inspire our genius. All I want from this show is bad accents. That's basically all I want this show to be.
2: Tip top, governor.